to be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. Hello, everybody. My name is Jennifer Jones. Welcome to Launch Code Volume 10. Thank you to those that are joining us live. I know a lot of you guys catch the replay. A lot of you are watching the streaming over at Ignite and Launch. So happy that you guys joined us. This is a really, really special night for me. To be quite honest with you, I've never had a guest like Genevieve. So multifaceted in so many ways. You guys are just going to be thrilled to get to know her a little bit better. But before I turn it over to her, a little bit about me. Like I said, my name is Jennifer Jones. I am the mother of four girls. We have that in common a little bit differently. Genevieve being the mother of four boys. And I started Launch Code about 18 months ago. I wanted to really elevate entrepreneurship, the ability to work from home, learning from top earners at various different network marketing companies, or you'll hear from Genevieve, just a straight entrepreneur. So as we go through the conversation tonight, one thing you're going to pick up that she's going to be talking about is not just earning money, but what you do with the money that you earn. She is a multifaceted investor. That is one of the sexiest things about her. So if you're inspired by tonight, I encourage you guys to go to igniteandlaunch.com and go through the nine other launch codes, you guys. I have interviewed nine incredible women. They are going to absolutely boggle your mind with what they have accomplished in their and on their entrepreneurial journey. So enough about me, Genevieve, thank you. Welcome to Launch Code. Please tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was super excited. And honestly, Jen, I I'm, we've talked about this yesterday. We can call each other Jen, Genevieve, Jennifer. Um, you know, I, I was so happy that we had such a candid conversation yesterday, which I was already excited about this, but became even more excited about that. So um, I am a, a wife. My husband and I, we have been married almost 10 years. We're one of those stories we were actually... Um, met, dated, engaged, married, and pregnant within a year, which is absolutely insane when you know, you know, but we were a blended family situation. We each had one boy. They were literally 364 days apart. Prior to that, I was a single mom for six years to my oldest son, Zechariah, who has autism. So he's on the spectrum. So being a special needs mom is something that's also a really big part of my journey. We got married and then we had two more boys. So apparently that's all I grow. Um, so I basically live in a frat house. Um, the, the phrase I probably use the most is like, put the toilet seat down. And second to that is please get your hands out of your pants. So, um, so, you know, and I, I'm so girly, which is definitely hilarious. Uh, so I refer for a really cool online wellness store. I do some marketing for them, but I also show women how to monetize their social media and turn it that into whatever it needs to be for their families. Um, been doing that for four and a half years. And, um, with the referring and leadership development from that vehicle, I was actually, we were able to purchase, um, a salon in cash. Um, it was actually a blow dry and lash bar that I was a client of for a couple of years. And the opportunity to buy it just kind of fell into our lap. My lash girl said, Hey, we all found out that this place is for sale. And I think we might lose our jobs. And I'm like, well, I, I can't lose my lash girl. So we always joke around that. I didn't want to lose my lash girl, which is partially true, but we weren't entirely idiots. We definitely did our research. And so we've been the owners of that for over two years. Prior to that, 
Um, I was part of a health and wellness multi-level marketing company. Um, that was our sole source of income for three and a half years. And I know Jen's going to ask me some questions about that. So, um, I, I, I joined that company, um, in October of 2014, just praying and hoping I could make $500 a month. I never saw myself making more than that from home. Honestly, I thought I had kind of missed the boat in life and, um, you know, squandered my opportunity. And then here came this thing, uh, ended up hitting the top rank of the company in a year and making seven figures in four years, brought my husband home and did that whole, like fire your boss, um, rewire, which honestly, um, I think I have a lot of MLM PTSD from that. We can dive into a little bit of that, but walked away completely from that. People were like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, the fire your boss part's kind of cool, but the, the mentality around it, the whole, like you only do this and nothing else. I was totally scarred from that. Um, which again, we will dive into that. I just have to tell you when you said you bought something in cash, uh, especially a salon, I don't think I've ever bought anything in cash. Um, it's like, it's a goal of mine for sure, but I want to go back to before even that first MLM. Okay. Or the MLM, the only MLM. So can you tell me what life was like at that moment? And what I I really want to know is what someone said to you that was provocative enough to get you to make the job, was it $500 a month? What did she say and how did you feel? So prior to, prior to that MLM, I was a college financial aid counselor and a a part-time fitness instructor. And then even prior to that, I was, um, I was a high school history and Spanish teacher, which might shock some people. I got out of college and, um, did that for a couple of years. I was married to somebody that, you know, I don't open about up a ton about, but that was, um, he was, it was actually an abusive marriage. And that had, I suffered a lot of like mental and verbal and emotional abuse in that. Um, but I always say, you know, and by the way, we're totally fine now. Um, and I have my son from that. So as I was going through my divorce, I took a job as a college financial aid counselor and it was just supposed to be like a part-time thing. Um, throughout those five and a half years, there were some really hard professional lessons, but I remember I had a boss that told me that the office was better when I wasn't really there. Yeah. I had, I had one supervisor that said to me, um, things like, well, somebody complained about your outfit, which is actually hilarious to me now, like <laughs> years later, as I continue to push the envelope and had me like bend over her desk to me, like, just like these crazy things that happened where so many times I just wanted to walk out the front door. And I was like, wait, I'm a single mom. I have a human being depending on me. I can't do that. Um, honestly, I had tried different things. I had started like little fitness businesses. Like I, I worked a ton. Like I, I was basically a private contractor. I was teaching, um, Pilates sessions and all these different crazy things and try to do different things to change my life. I think I just had this moment when I saw a friend of mine that it was so weird to me that she was involved in a multi-level marketing company when she told me that I was making, that she was making $500 a month. And so the biggest lesson, even now, as I, you know, coach a team now is you don't have to be this like super top earner because in reality is if I think back to Genevieve of October of 2014, I wouldn't have joined in me. I could not wrap my head around that. Because it's so intimidating. This is is. really important, really important to bring home to people who think, well, I'm not her, so I'll never be her. Right. Yes, you can. And you don't want to be her right now. You know? No, I mean, and, and so I always tell people that I'm like, God knew that it had to be my friend that was making $500 a month because that's all I could 
really see. And when I really dove into that, um, I remember my boss saying to me, are you sure that you want to do this? Like, you're always going to have to hustle and this isn't a for sure thing. Um, and that honestly just ignited me <laughs> a lot more, which is really cool handing in my resignation. Um, so that was, that's what life was like. Life was actually really hard. Uh, the year that I jumped into the MLM was, you know, it was the year I married my husband and we were pregnant with Nicholas, which was something I thought I was never going to have any more kids. And I still wanted to give my oldest son a sibling. It was simultaneously the happiest year of my life, but also the most miserable. What people don't realize is that um, I was working multiple jobs, 60 hours a week pregnant. We had gotten into this huge accident, totaled our car. We were a one car family. We had gotten into this crazy legal situation, blended family um, situations can come with drama. I'm really glad that God has seen us through that. Um, but I was walking to work that last month of my pregnancy, having Braxton Hicks a mile each way and really just praying that God would do something, deliver me from this situation. And here was this, here was my friend making $500 a month. And honestly, it was not, it was not going to be long-term. It was just like, okay, God, I can do this for a year. And then I need to find like a real job. This is what I said to her. Um, but honestly, you know, if, if you ever think like, wow, I can't do something because there's so much going on. I'm actually really glad that things were so tough because it might, I might not have succeeded as much. I might've been a little too comfortable in some way, shape or form, but that's really the things that ignited me um, for sure to do that. And but then Genevieve, uh, if we see you now on Instagram, it's almost impossible to believe the more humble beginnings. And you guys, I think we're all so guilty of saying, well, it's easy for her. She's lucky. You know, she had it all figured out. We always put these limiting beliefs on ourselves as to why we can't do some things. We look at someone like you and it all seems to come so easy, right? And, you know, born with a silver spoon, which is anything but the truth. But we do this to ourselves all the time. So I really appreciate you sharing that Um that it wasn't always easy. And it was 60 hour weeks doing this, this, and this and balancing this and being pregnant and all the emotional trauma that you went through and still you rise and still you rise, you know, incredible. So made it to the top of this company. Yeah. And stayed there for a bit and we're going to be real careful with legalities. So, um, <laughs> deciding to you. take a turn and, uh, you decided to take a turn. So just kind of walk us through briefly what that looked like. So, and, and, you know, I, I, Jen, I'm so grateful for our conversation yesterday. So, you know, I, so I hit the top rank of the company and, um, I believe I made $250,000 my first year. I was just complete ignorance on fire. Didn't know really, I, you know what it was? I was just super coachable. And I just, I worked my ass off. That's the only, that's the only words I just, I needed it so bad that failure was not an option. I remember standing in the shower, like within a week of having my son, cause I started this when I was eight months pregnant and thinking like, okay, I'm doing all the things and nothing is happening. My first check is only $200. Nothing is happening. My second check is only $500. Nothing's happening. I'm doing all the things. And, you know, I always think of this book, um, by Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich. And he always talks about finding your other self. And I swear in the shower, which is so weird, but it is scientific. You have your best thoughts in the shower or at the gym. I, I, I met my other self and it was like, no, you're not going to quit this. Like you're going to give this a hundred percent for at least a year before you can even have this discussion, um, again, and then in a couple months replace my income. But you know, super long story short, you know, had a lot of success within the first year. We brought my husband home. My husband became a stay at home dad. 
September of 2015. And it was our sole source of income somewhere around a year or two in, you know, what's so funny is that I remember I had an event, like I did one of those party things at my mom's house because I lived in an efficiency apartment that we had like this, um, uh, toke gecko that was living behind our stove that no joke, we tried to catch at one point to make $400 cause they were very rare. And the people, the pet store were saying like, no, you're not trained professionals. It can bite off your finger. Please don't do that. Anyways, that's a little side note there, but that's how much we were like $400 totally worth it. Um, and I remember somebody, my dad said to somebody on my team at that point, you know, well, with, you know, well, what if this gravy train ends? And I remember that my mentality within a year end is like, listen, if this ends, I don't care. You know, we would have made the money we made. I would have been home with my kid. We paid off debt. But, you know, as, as some of you that are, I know a lot of you guys are leaders on here somewhere around a year, something in my heart and head transition. I was like, this was no longer about my success and what I achieved. It was also about helping other people. And so I, I realized that I was, um, you know, this professional in an industry that I knew nothing about. And I don't know about you guys, and I'm not, and please understand, this is my experience. So legal disclaimer here, this is my experience. What is it like? Results may vary, right? Yes. This, this has nothing to do with her company, okay? This is her story, all right? This is my story. This is my truth. Um, although numbers don't lie. Um, I was still the quote unquote top of the company. They would give you a number based on how much money you earn. But every year it was like the harder I worked, the less the money was, but my number was the same, but I was working harder, which means if all of our numbers are the same and we're working harder, I also noticed that the opportunity wasn't the same. So um, four years into that experience with it being our only source of income for three and a half years, you know, I, 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 I remember being told like, you don't pursue other things because people need to know that this is the only thing and it's going to last forever. And if you do other things, people are going to think this is not succeeding. And you guys, like I wore the gear 95% of the time. I thought like, I mean, when I say like, I, I really lost my identity in it. Like that was it sounds a little bit like a corporate job, Genevieve. It sounds yeah, a I, like, yeah, they're like, like don't you cult. do anything else. like a cult with either one. So, um, you know, so I, um, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I had this epiphany months before I left. I was on a Zoom with my core leaders and one of them said to me, was bawling and said, Genevieve, I've never made more money in my life. She had had a lot of success that year. My checks had gone from, we're literally in half, but still in the five figure monthly realm. We were still paying all of our bills. And um, she's like, I've never made more money in my life, but I've never been more miserable because she was constantly on her phone. And um, November 13, 2018, I sat outside in my yard and I just bawled my eyes out and I just prayed, God, you either need to do a miracle or take me out of this because I just had a lot of guilt. I knew that I could not sit across. Sorry, my dogs are insane. I knew that I could not sit across from another family or a mom and say, um, you know, don't worry, this is a great opportunity. You're going to do the same things that I did and put two or three hours, you know, a day into this and make the same amount of money. I knew that what was being portrayed on social media, if I were to show my back office, it would not be the same, right? And I knew that that wasn't just true for myself. That was true for the whole company. If we ever all showed our back office or our paychecks, we would feel like imposters. And so I'm like, okay, if I can't bring people into this, how am I going to tell the people that are under my leadership to keep putting the sweat equity into something? And so really it just came to like a a situation of like, I don't care how much money I'm making. Like I'm going to be in a straight jacket if I keep doing this because I'm having a moral dilemma. 
Yeah, um, an ethical, so, it's an ethical conundrum, right? That you, that you were yeah. trapped for a long time, you said. You were kind of like, uh, for a long time. I but didn't know what still was cashed. going on. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was trusting leadership. I was trusting an upline, you know, th- you know, and we talked about this yesterday. You know, I had an upline that was telling me like, oh, it's okay to place orders for $500 worth of stuff you don't need to hit a promotion or maintain a rank. You know, everybody does it. Like all these things that are, it's okay to, to portray like, you know, the whole fake it till you make it. The problem with faking it till you make it on social media is that if other people think that that's real and they're faking it till they're making it, like imposter syndrome is a real thing. So, um, you know, decided at that point, like I'm done. <laughs> and so with four kids before Thanksgiving, we, we left what was still a multi six figure income just because I just, I, I could, I just couldn't do it. And so, um, and I want you guys to know that making that decision was like a divorce. It felt like an identity crisis because 95% of the time I was wearing the gear and I took it out of my closet. And like that hole in my closet was like a figurative, you know, dem- like metaphorical demonstration of something that was actually really real in my life. Cause I'm like, what do I like to wear? And what are my favorite colors? And what is my identity? And I mean, it was, it was, it was a real, you know, and my husband's like, do you want me to, do you want me to take the clothes to Goodwill? I was like, I'm not ready. Let's put them in a box under the bed. I mean, it was, it was, it was a true, um, a true trauma. Um, so, you know, for anybody on here, I, w- I just want to say, you know, you're not a bad person for pivoting. I had, I had people that, by the way, since then, they've apologized. By the way, I w- I want to be very upfront and say that I was not the kindest when other people had left. I had totally bought into some lies that if anybody leaves, it's because they're not working. They were paid to leave. They're unethical, which isn't true. It's a business decision. People make business decisions all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like you're allowed to leave one company, go to another company in a corporate world. I, I liken it to that a lot. And right. Jennifer, I have to tell you, we've had several other top earners at their company on launch code who decided to make a pivot. And the reason I wanted you to tell that part of your story is because I don't ever want someone to feel stuck in any company, in any job. I told you in any state, in any home, in any relationship, in any friend group, in any gym, you know what I mean? Like I don't want anyone to ever feel suffocated, stuck, that there's, that you can't begin again. And there was this quote at one of my favorite yoga studios. It's like, you're never too old. You're never too frail. Like you're never too anything to stop and begin again. And so I really appreciate you being vulnerable because I know we were really kind of toggling the line of what we, you know, could be said. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah. uh, yeah, but I sorry. I turned my camera off. I just told my kids put the dogs outside. Just leave them outside. It's probably because my husband's not home. I swear. It's like you know how they all want to act up, but then as soon as he walks in, they're going to be angels again. Um, no, I mean, it, and it and it and it's so true. You know, I and I told I told people because we had this phrase at that company like hashtag loyalty is legendary, legendary, which I realize now was a manipulation. You know what I mean? It was it was a way to to keep people there and. Um, and, and what I realized is that the only thing I really ever vowed to be loyal to was my husband. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then obviously there, there's a moral obligation to my kids and obviously there's a moral obligation to still be moral, but at what point does loyalty supersede just your own morality and your own integrity, you know, yes to your team, but also to values that are important to you and living in your own integrity. Right. Oh my um, gosh. I want to tell people we can make some. I, I don't want to say the product. Let's say we had magical unicorn rocks or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Unicorn. Like, hey, 
you know, if you want, if you, if we, if I can help you make un magical unicorn rock cash, right. We can sell these retail. I knew I could do that, but I, I could not in good conscience tell people that they, that they were going to replace their income. Like I had, it was the opportunity wasn't the same anymore. And the company still exists. We should say, right. Genevieve. Uh-huh. Okay. Just, and I, so, hold on. And I wish I, what uh, quote, I believe I was treated fairly and I wish yes. the company and the founders well. And yeah, thank you. And the <laughs> okay. results not typical. So yeah, you guys, she had so much on the line though, like breadwinner, fair to say that, right? Yep. Four boys taking care of everybody, all the things. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to step away and I'm going to do something completely different. So can you walk us through that, how that all worked out? Yes. So, you know, um, and I, and I know Jen and obviously Michelle have seen my social media. I, I, I am the, of the firm belief that everyone just, everyone deserves to make decisions for their lives based on the truth and the facts. And I, I really think that that absolutely applies to home-based businesses. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, we have the best compensation plan and we have the best compensation plan. And to me, like, I don't think that exists. A, a compensation plan is subjective. A compensation plan determines behavior. Um, what is right for one person is not going to be right for the other person. So for me, what, what I wanted to put my time into for me, again, disclaimer here, not all right. Results may vary. I wanted to put my time into something that I knew was going to endure for the long haul that makes sense that had a very high retention rate just based on what I had experienced. I had seen girls lose their marriages. I was one of those almost lost my marriage because of that experience, lose their homes, get into high credit card debt, just trying to maintain an image. I just wanted something that had a, had a very different build that looked different on social media. And so um, I, you know, prior to leaving that, I had looked at all the other companies and numbers. So I always tell people, look at an income disclosure statement, ask somebody to see all the checks, not just current checks, all the checks from an entire year, two years, support team checks. And for me, it was just the transparency of it. When somebody tells you, well, we're not allowed to show checks, it's actually a lie. You're not allowed to post them on social media publicly privately with an income disclosure statement, you can share it the same way that if you were to apply for a job in corporate America, you would have to know what it pays. Right. So I, I always, and I'd be the tacky one posting checks. If I could, I am totally the trash. That rule is in place and, uh, and own it, you know, and as I mentor people, so what I'm part of now does not fit the legal definition of a multi-level marketing company. It's um, it's a wellness store. It's technically what's called a consumer direct marketing company. It's, it's just a different model. I'm not saying it's better. It's just different. So it just met, it met the needs of what I was looking for to be able to build within my <laughs> integrity. Um, and as the world has evolved the last few years, obviously the essential goods industry is really good. I, I, was, I was telling Jen yesterday, I feel like what I'm involved in is like the minivan, right? Like it might not look like the sexiest from the outside, but dang, like it, hasn't fallen apart through everything. And it just makes a lot of sense in this crazy world. Again, and as a minivan owner, Honda Odyssey 2016, I felt that on so many levels. I felt that in my soul. It's parked out there. Um, but so you made the pivot, but I want to know how you did it. Cause like to begin again, to start yeah. from the ground, like, and you had said yesterday, the social media environment looks quite different now with this company than it did right. with your previous company. So less social media for, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Tell right. us how you did it. 
So with, you know, the previous company, I I was able to put on there, like, I'm making an average of this. And like, look at me, hashtag, you know, working office view, working from the beach. And it was like every post, I couldn't make any post any day without weaving that in somehow. Whereas here it's attraction marketing. We're not allowed to talk about money. We're not allowed to do calls to action. We're not allowed to say actually the name of the company. It's actually, it's very different. It's true attraction marketing. And for me, what I realized is that the social media field wasn't burnt. Jen, that was something we talked about yesterday. In my previous experience, my, my company before, there were people that were trying to figure out what I was doing because I was kind of like trying to hide it. And then they would ask me and they would say, wait, is it, you know, is it magical unicorn rock company? And I said, yes, like it is. And they're like, oh, sorry, I've gotten 10 messages from people that day or all the posts look the same. And so um, it's it's much more built. All those before and afters, right? <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, what, like one set of me, right, correct. So um, all of those parameters, it's so funny. All the reasons that I made fun of this company are actually the reasons that I've really fallen in love with it. So to start over again, what I realized is this, and, I, and this, I think this is a blanket statement. And I see this with, you know, obviously I know Jen and I know Michelle, you guys, it takes a hell of a lot more than a pretty picture on social media to build one of these home-based business things. Like a pretty picture might get some people a lot of likes, which doesn't translate to, um, you know, sales. And it sure as heck doesn't necessarily translate to leadership skills because the mentoring and leadership part, and it always goes back to who you are as a person. Like we all hear that you are the lid of your team. Your check will never outgrow where you are as a person. And I have seen, I'm not saying that every person that has pretty pictures isn't a good leader, but you know, I've been in the home-based business industry. We'll just call it that, even though what I'm part of now for the last four and a half years isn't technically MLM. Um, I have seen, I have seen um, a lot of situations where people had an awesome social media presence, but really no leadership and they couldn't develop people. So at the end of the day, it goes back to like, do you really care about people? And are you going to be willing to grow and do the personal work to make yourself better to level up? So when it came to starting this, you guys, um, for the sake of just resetting my audience, you know, because I had posted four years every day, like you guys, I remember having Jack in the hospital. He's my six-year-old two hours after a C-section, I'm holding him and I have my phone in my hand and my husband took a picture and posted it. And I told him to post it. This is going to make me cry. I told him to post it. Like it was a badge of honor. Like, look how hard I'm working. I just had a baby two hours ago. And I realized how disgusting that was. There was no freedom in that because I wasn't, I wasn't posting it out of passion. I was posting it out of desperation because if I stopped for any moment, everything I built was going to fall apart because if your volume is crashing every month, that means more is leaving than more is coming in and nothing is truly staying. And so I, I, I didn't want people to see that. I wanted people to see a true presence and a true happiness in my life. So for, for a good solid month, I was a, just a pure, when I say a pure human being, like I was just a human being. I didn't talk about magical rocks and I didn't talk about what I was now involved in. I was just a really good friend, but behind the scenes, guess what I was doing? And now I want to be, you know, like, I know that there's memes about this, but you know, this actually, the original intention was to call people and talk to them on it. Right. Like, and I know people have a lot of anxiety about that, but there's so much power in your voice. And I'm, and that doesn't just apply to network marketing, home-based business that, that applies to relationships. Like, can you imagine if your spouse, partner, whatever, just like you guys just communicated through text. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes my husband and I were in separate rooms and we sent hilarious reels to each other. I'm not talking about that, but there is power in your voice. So guess what I did? 
I was on the phone. And that's something I still teach the people I mentor. And if you're not doing phone, using voice memo, like Jennifer, like I wanted to light my hair on fire with excitement because Jennifer was sending me voice memos. I could feel her energy. I could feel her passion. So, you know, and, and in addition to the fact that I hate to say this, but screenshots, people can manipulate those. So I really needed to be careful. I wanted to make sure I made that transition with integrity, but you guys, people heard my excitement on the phone and I was just super vulnerable. I was super vulnerable about the fact that this was a really hard decision. I was super vulnerable that I was literally crying. I was super vulnerable that I was still, you know, consuming the magical rocks for stress, um, from the previous company as I was making this transition. But at the end of the day that my heart was really about helping people and I needed to find a safe place where I knew I could do that long-term. So what I'm saying is like vulnerability, transparency, authenticity, and, and stop. And I think this goes with any business. Stop owning whether somebody says yes or no. So personally, as if it has everything to do with you, because it doesn't why people say yes and no, I'm not saying it can't be based. Like if you're part of my language, like a shitty human being, like they might not want to partner with you because you're a terrible person. But at the end of the day, why somebody says yes or no, or the timing that they say yes or no, by the way, I blocked the person that shared this wellness story with me, I just want to make that very clear. And then I unblocked her has really nothing to do with us. I right? really wish we could refer to your, your entrepreneurial situation right now as the minivan. So when you saw this person posting about the minivan or DMing you about the minivan, um, then you blocked her. You said, you're like, no way, no way yeah. I'm going to do that. No yeah. freaking way. No, I mean, like, first of all, if you haven't put it together, Michelle knows this, like, I like to live my life, like just one level right below drag queen. Like, it's just who I am. I'm Latina. I'm from South Florida. Like, I've always been extra. This isn't a show. It's just who I am. Right. So like, by the way, minivans are awesome. It's just not what I have. It's not for show. like, it's just me. Like these nails, this isn't to impress anybody. This is, this is just to make me oh. happy. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> so all of that to say, you know, like it just, it wasn't for me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get excited about a minivan. But then I realized when I looked at what was possible with the minivan and she pulled the curtain and she showed me all the receipts. I was like, dang, that's sexy. And it turns out that the minivan company like actually has some really awesome features <laughs> within, right? Um, so then I- really But I think what you, I really, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like she no, did please. go chasing- the shiny, I always mess these things up. Like the shiny app, whatever. What's that expression? She didn't the just go penny. With, Thank you. I always mess these up. It drives my husband nuts. The, the next hottest thing. This wasn't a brand new company, right? No. This wasn't like, oh, the max mass exodus of everyone leaving company A to go to company B. Like it was nothing like that. It was comfortable. It seemed to make sense. So you guys, again, we all in our company see everyone like, oh, well, this is new or this is better or this is no, like the grass is not necessarily always greener. And she went from something that was woo to like something that was comfortable and yeah. stable, right? <laughs> so yeah, like you all, I went to the first convention and I was used to like pyrotechnics and cheerleaders and like, we didn't do any of that, even though the checks are like way better. And I was like waiting for the confetti to fall and it just didn't, but um, it's so true. And again, going back to like, I don't, I don't want to knock anybody's opportunities. Like, let me give you an example. I had this person local to me um, reach out to me about her, her new magical product that is like, nobody else has this and it's taking the world by storm. And like, we've 
you know, we've made this much money in this much time. And let me tell you something at my, at the company I was with, I was part of that flagship product, like boom, but I've also seen the other side of that. I've seen the lack of retention. I've seen, you know, and I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to her. And I, I just had, to, I said to her in a very real question, if this ends in two years, are you okay with that? And she was very honest with me saying, yes. And here's the thing. She was honest and she owned it that she's real willing to ride this wave. And I get it because within my first year, I said that that's just not my heart. That doesn't, it goes back to like aligning with your integrity. I don't want to do the, like hit it and quit it and find the next big thing. I want to find the minivan that is going to continue to pay out over and over and over again. Cause I realized you guys, like I was the mom that never thought she was ever going to make five figures a month. Like I thought like I had like in high school, I was voted most likely to succeed. I remember having these feelings in, you know, in my single mom days, not because I was a single mom, but just feeling like, man, like if they saw me now, I never, I, and not that money makes you successful, but like, I truly didn't live up to that when I say I wasn't part of that. So like, I realized what really makes me happy is like, yes. Do I want to help the person that was an MLM badass make the transition and exceed former glory? Absolutely. But I realized at the end of the day that there's some, you know, Genevieve of 2014, feeling like she missed the boat in life, walking around, just hoping to make $500 a month that has it in her to like blow her mind and completely change her life and help her dream big. And I realized like, what's, that's my heart. You know what I mean? And, and that, and that's what aligns with me. And that might not be for everybody. A minivan might not be for everybody, you know? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. Two things, and then I'm going to kind of circle the wagon here. So you said the thing was calling people, right? To launch the second entrepreneurial journey. You are smile and dial, authenticity wins, um, less social media, more showing up as a human on social media. I understood you yesterday. But you had to have a lot of people tell you no. You had to have a lot of people, oh, "Oh, Jennifer, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, but, but no. So I see in my business that can be paralyzing to people. So, I mean, you had been through it before, but do you have any tips or tricks about how to just dust your shoulders off and let it go and on to the next one type thing? Yes. So there's a book, if if rejection is something that really bothers you, I want you to write down the name of this book. It's called Rejection Proof. And I'm sure Jen has probably shared it with you already. It's called Rejection Proof. I'm going to butcher the author's name. He's Chinese. So when you see the name, you'll be like, yep, that's it. Um, I heard him speak at a, um, uh, at a global leadership event and he was talking about how he realized he completely missed opportunities in life. Like he actually came up with the idea, you know, those, those sneakers with the wheels called Heelys. Okay. Mm -hmm. That years ago, he had come up with this idea and his uncle who was like, you know, the end all be all mentor of his life. He showed this idea to his uncle and his uncle thought like, I don't like that idea. And so he stuffed it in a drawer and then whoever came up with Healy's became a billionaire, right? He also had the idea for a light up Frisbee. And he realized that he was in this job. He was in this profession that he hated. And just, he just, there was no joy. Like, even though he was making money, there was no joy and purpose in what he was doing. And he realized that rejection had crippled him. So he set out for a hundred days to get a no every single day. Um, so he was doing crazy things like asking people to borrow money. Um, he actually started the book backwards. He goes on the hundredth day. He goes, I show up in Austin, Texas to this guy's door and ask him to play soccer in the backyard. He's like, it was one of those like big burly Texan men. And he goes, I really didn't think he was going to say yes. 
because my goal was to get a rejection. He goes, but he did say yes. So then I had to play soccer in his backyard by myself. He goes, which is so weird. He goes, then I asked the guy for a picture and he's like, well, why did you say yes? He goes, well, nobody ever asked me that. And anyways, he circles the book around and, and he finally, all these years later, asked his uncle, you know, why did you say no? He just said like, I, I didn't like the idea because I wouldn't wear Heelys. Like I, I just wouldn't wear Heelys. And what he said is there's actually a gift in rejection. Like rejection is, is first of all, why somebody rejects us is very little to do with us. Um, it has everything to do with their experience and what they've been through. And if our goal is truly to help people, and I, I want to say this, I want to be careful how I say this. If you're so wrapped up in what somebody else is going to say, you're making it all about you and not all about them. Right. And so change your mindset in that. But also the gift in rejection is actually having more human understanding. He goes, there were so many, he goes, whenever I got rejected, it opened up the, it opened up the door to ask questions as to why. And so for instance, in, you know, um, in, in what I do is I speak to people about, you know, getting their hands on better, safer USA made products. And somebody's like, well, I'm not interested, even though at one point they weren't interested. I'm just very honest with them. I'm like, listen, I totally respect you. I want you to be happy just because I'm always learning. You can totally tell me to go kick rocks. I always make that joke in there. Could do you, can you just tell me just what it is? Cause I want to learn. And some people, like I've had literally people just tell me, it sounds great. I just feel so overwhelmed in life. The idea of like swapping anything just seems like a lot right now. You guys, it has nothing to do with me, but it helps me understand their experience. I'm like, listen, I totally get it. You know, it took me five months to look at this, I actually blocked the girl that shared it with me. Um, do you mind if in six to 12 months, I reach out to you and see if anything has changed. And between now and then, I'm just going to keep loving your stuff and getting to know you as a person. And you, you do this every time. Yeah. So to me, like you become a better friend, you have, you will have more human understanding. It makes you more empathetic, right? It just, the name of the book is called rejection proof. It has an umbrella with rain. Um, and, and the, I'm just, I'm going to butcher his name. So I don't even want to, yeah, no, I know you guys look it up. And I, again, we're not being purposely bizarre about Genevieve's history or life. I'm going to tell you guys where to find her on Instagram and you guys will go and follow her and learn all the things, but again, you might learn too much, but yeah, she's got, (laughs) but I want to really go back to that because I was like, I'm doing it all wrong. Cause I tell people just move it's on to the next one, on to the next one. I always say it's like a machine gun operation. Is but the you way do move on to the it. next one. No, but, but you you're curious and you're probing and you're asking for feedback and you're asking. So I'm like, oh, I don't care. They said, I'm, I'm more interested in the potential. You know, I think that's really meaningful. I'm going to change my approach because of what you said, because it's, you said it's an opportunity to learn. And it's also very humble. Um, yeah. it, ma- it just, it just makes you a better person. But I, but I do agree with what you said too. Not, not every, another good author, Simon Siddick, not everybody is, is your, and by the way, you guys, this is like eight and a half years in the making. Cause I am definitely the girl that would get butt hurt at times. And I'm the girl that would like, why doesn't she like me? And it, it's not that she didn't like me. She just, she, you know, she just didn't want magical rocks. You know what I mean? Like it had nothing to do with me or just wasn't the right time or not. That's, that's the previous thing. But Um, you know, not everybody is meant to go along with you in this journey. And what I realize is, you know, I I was actually at this women's networking thing, but I work with a coach and they say like, whatever you resist actually persists. And like, you know how in relationships, like if somebody's super smothering, right. And they do this, but as soon as you kind of let go, then they, they kind of chase you. And what I've learned is that when you hold on to things and people and these things, and you let it eat away at you, it it, it just, it fit like it's heavy. Whereas if you let go of it, and you learn and you become a good friend and you move on to the next, realizing that 
guess what? The statistics are in your favor. There's probably a lot more people that want what you have that it actually opens the door and it creates spaces for the people that are meant to be in your circles, you know, and I've learned that. And I've always, you know, I've always said that even with like Michelle, like we got connected to Michelle Conazar on here. You guys, I was in a major stage of like letting go of ideas and even certain people in relationship in my life. And then sure enough, here's Michelle, this girl that just moved from California in my area saying, Hey, I saw you in a mom's group. You seem cool. Let's hang out and grab coffee. And I was like, you know, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? And then here I am. And look at us now. And look at us now. But again, you know, when you're, when you're always holding on to things and like this rejection and like, they just don't like me and stuff that's honestly not even true. You like block these other amazing experiences and people to come in, but in the process, learn too. So yes. I mean, Genevieve, so good. So good. So one thing I promised to hit on yesterday, and I really want to get to this, is that, you know, I mentioned earlier, we are never stuck. We're not stuck in a state unless there's a legality. We're not stuck in a relationship. (laughs) We're never stuck. We can always reinvent ourselves. We can always begin again. But one thing that I think is so provocative about what you've done, what we can do, is it's not just adding a 1099. I don't care if you're doing an entrepreneurial thing where you're you know, writing copy for somebody, or if you join a network marketing company or retail, whatever it is, it's what you do with that income. I mentioned yesterday, you can blow it on bags and shoes, or, you know, you can use that to fuel yourself. So you guys, she is an investor. She owns businesses. And so when people say, oh, well, you don't, you don't really work for yourself. You're, you're in a network marketing company, which you're not, yours is a little bit different right now, but you can use that to fuel other interests, passions, and incomes. Right. So I know you mentioned you bought the hair salon in cash. You have, you're involved in many other things, but we can just focus on that. So it was something like you had saved and saved and saved, not really knowing to your point, right. like, the, the last, whatever, that you were going to do that. But right. can you walk us through how that kind of came to fruition? Yeah. So um, we were, you know, when, when we started over, we obviously knew that we were starting over. And, and to be honest, we had some debt from still trying to live the lifestyle that we were thought we'd still have to portray. So somewhere a year into really just getting our bearings, um, I remember I said to my husband, I'm like, I never want us to be in this situation again, no, no matter how secure I feel like this company is that whole, I mean, I remember they used to shame us for trying to take on and do other things. I said, I never want to be in that situation. I want to have multiple streams of income and multiple investments so that if anything goes down, we are not just relying on this. And so, um, this was the end of 2020. So I had been involved with with the the initial vehicle I switched to, um, for about a little over a year. And so we were just kind of just saving the money, right. Um, obviously paid on debt, save money. And at first we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to buy an Airbnb. But as you know, like through COVID and everything, things kind of got crazy with home prices, especially down here in South Florida. So the opportunity for the salon really came up and you can actually do a lot when you offer a cash offer, especially when you can muscle other people out and offer, that amount in cash for, for one salon. And you can, you know, do that. So, um, we bought that and and we made sure obviously it wasn't in the red. Um, so it's been like another stream of income, but another way to, um, expand our mission. It it really actually added credibility to what I was doing to be honest as well. Cause people were, you know, because again, we don't share on social media, but it's like when I bought the salon, all of a sudden I had made it. The other thing that we've been able to do is, gosh, we've invested probably over $200,000 in just different 
investment options just on the side that are probably going to hit just different annuities and um, been able to put way more into whole life policies and and different things that are going to pay out over time so that, you know, within the next 10 to 15, 20 years and beyond, there's millions coming from not just one thing, but multiple things as well. I was telling Jen yesterday, I really want to buy a laundromat next. Like if the opportunity to come up to buy that. First um, time anyone's be- ever said that in my life, but why? Tell me why you said that. Why? So, uh, I will say this, um, brick and mortar business owning, small business owning is not for the faint of heart. So I, when I say this about the salon, you know, we bought it in May of 2021, which at that point, the world was kind of talking about shutting down again. So we had to say, okay, should it shut down? Could we pay the rent? We have like the highest rent in Palm Beach County. Um, but one of the things I was saying to Jen yesterday is, you know, employees, while we have an am- amazing employees, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And I'm very grateful because of the main vehicle that allowed this to be purchased. And we're not relying on just one is that we've been able to minimally raise prices and give our employees three raises without worrying if we could pay our mortgage. Um, But the reason I want to buy a laundromat is because um, it only has one employee. (laughs) So, I mean, is um, this not genius? I mean, we need to go into an investment club with you and start picking up the laundry mats everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I have four kids, two of them are teenagers, right? They're about to be 15 and 16. Like, why can't they hang out and do homework at a laundromat? Like what, what do they have to do? Right. And the reason so, I think what you say is so important, you guys, for team building, whatever you call it at your company. Yeah. Trying to team mentor building. people in a business and talk to them about the opportunity. It's not just $500 for them. It may be for groceries. That's where Genevieve was a number of years ago. Single mom, you know, $500. That sounds great. But what if you also in a place where you're, making great money at your W-2 or at least sustaining your lifestyle. And these are the people that we want because they say, I don't need it. I'm too busy. You know, I, I'm good. I'm good. Well, that extra $500 used differently to buy a laundromat or, I mean, my mind was blown, whatever it is to actually bring in more wealth and more wealth. So these are the conversations I want us to be engaging in, you guys. A 1099 is not just... Like, oh, I'm selling toothpaste on the side. A 1099 can fuel your dream, your dream, where maybe someday you don't even need that 1099 because you've opened up so many other franchises of the dream, you know? So I really want to, I talked yesterday with you, I'm like, I think that's so important, especially for women to hear. So, I mean, if you're a woman on this call and things are great, but what if you had an extra thousand bucks, bucks a month, you could stock away in a VRBO that she mentioned or join an investment club, you know, and really do something or, or to your favorite charity. Perfect. I always say those wells don't build themselves. People are like, well, give the money to, you know, spend more time with charity. Charities need money, honey. They don't operate on, you know, likes on Facebook and shares. They need money. So like, there's no reason we all aren't doing something like that. Right, Genevieve? Right. And, you know, because if you think about it, that's the one, that's the one resource. I mean, we could always make more money. And this goes back to your mindset. Like money is not limited. You guys, money is energy. Like you, you could always make more money. You really can. But the one resource that we cannot create more, it doesn't matter who you are, is time. Right. Um, and so to me, it's like, how can I, how can I create more time? And I'm not saying money equals time, but if, 
if you're basically multiplying your time, right. And you're, and you're diversifying and you get to buy back some of your time, you get, that's when you can, I remember when the first time I could hire like a house cleaner or something like that, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like amazing. You know, bougie now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So investing in those things. So thinking much bigger beyond that, I think one of the big mistakes that people in, in home-based business have made, and this is something, again, this, I always, I always joke around about MLM PTSD. I could probably write a book on that. Um, is, you know, the, is this like this, and not listen, not criticizing bougie, right? Like if you saw me, up no, close, no. Like, but I, but I'm like bougie on a budget. I just want to make that very clear. Like okay. I'm bougie on a budget, okay. our budget, our Excel spreadsheet, but you know, the people that just portray just that as if like you've made it like, you know, again, it goes back to like, it's, it's, it's not just a pretty picture, right? Like what's behind that? Like what, what, what is, what does the back office say? What does the bank account say? Not that your, your worth is determined by that, but are, are you living a life really on your terms? Or are you, are you a slave to debt? Are you, are you a slave to that? Because there's no freedom in that also. And I, and I've seen that, I've seen that the dark side of, of that industry where, you know, you get to that level and, and they want you to like abandon other entrepreneurial as, aspirations so that you're a slave to just that. We talked about that yesterday, yeah. Jen, right? They don't want you to do anything else because, um, because then you're just going to work your guts out for that and, and, and to maintain that. So and that's why I always tell my team, I'm like, more is more. It's just the way it is. More yeah. is more, more streams, more revenue generating opportunities, whatever it takes, more is more. Um, Genevieve, before we do Q and a, we'll do like five minutes of Q and a, if anyone has a question, where can we find you so we can go research all the things we've talked about? So I'm going to put it in the chat. I'm on Instagram. I'm Genevieve.site or did I spell it right? Genevieve.sykes. By the way, that is how you spell my name. My parents took the I out to be different. So people are like, wait, isn't it missing an I? Yes, it is, but that's not mine. So that's mine. And then on Facebook, I'm just Genevieve Marie Sykes. So Genevieve.sykes and then Genevieve Marie Sykes. So you're on two platforms. I'm a mate. You're not on TikTok. I am on TikTok, but it's like a, like if it, if I remember, so you can get to my TikTok through one of those. I probably should get better at that. No, no I don't think so. I was going to join and then it just got messy. So, um, you guys, if anyone have any questions for Genevieve, you guys give her a follow. She's a total baller. Very inspiring. Michelle, thank you for connecting us because without the time creation mentor, Michelle, um, I never would have encountered Genevieve and she is truly one of those guys. You'll see when you follow her. I mean, she's all family, all husband, all heart, little business, but somehow it translates and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just keep watching. So any questions, anybody you can unmute, um, or we'll ask Genevieve if you have anything, um, any closing remark, any piece of advice for the rest of us that, are watching this journey of you. Anna has a question. Okay. Hey, um, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. I was just curious, is your focus more on team building or is it more on selling product? Um, do, you kind of, do you try to balance the two? I, I try to balance the two. I, honestly, I'm at the stage now. I'm just, I'm really all about um connection and just believing that the right people like will align in that way. So, um, I would say I'm pretty balanced in the two. Like I, I want people to see the value because I think everybody needs, um, what I'm offering and sharing about, 
but I also want to link arms with the right people also, if that makes sense. So, you know, definitely putting it out there in the world. Um, so there's that aspect as well. So it's, it's, it's aligning with the right people and showing them the ones that want to do what I do, how to do it. Does that answer that? So it's a, it's a healthy balance. Yeah. yeah it's fair to say you're at, you're with two different companies, right? Or, okay. I was going to yeah. say, so, um, you know, I, I think different companies run differently on their comp plan, but the one thing that I really took away from Genevieve, especially yesterday is she is belly to belly with people. I mean, right. you, she's not a lot on social media with her business. She's just enough, but this is smile and dial, get in front of them, be in their aura. Like, I don't, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's basically right. old school and it really is paying off and it's really refreshing too. Yeah. To it, it just, it all comes together. So like, I'm definitely on social media every day, but it, I would say my social media is like a lifetime movie. Like 80% is, is all the things, not business. And it's intentional, very intentional because I I'm looking to align with the right people. And then the 20% that are the, the business, um, it's very subtle and it's kind of like the commercials. Um, and then it just creates natural conversations. And that's when I'm like, Hey, can I just call you really quick? You know, but they're more inclined to pick up the phone or go on the coffee date or go out to dinner. Um, because, um, because they feel like they know me, you know, uh, reels. Are you getting more from reels? I mean, I know you're belly to belly, but you have some really cute reels. Yeah, I do reels. I think reels are just good for the algorithm. So I don't downplay the fact like you guys, I am all up in my social media, but I'm not, I'm not like, like, like this is what, like I take this every day. I'm not like, you know, dancing with this. Like I'm, I'm adding value and probably sharing why as somebody that has MTHFR, why I need extra B vitamins type of thing. Like I'm more so addressing the need and not just like pushing the product in somebody's face. You, you did a really cute one the other day where you were at like Target and you were looking at all the cleaning products and you're like putting it back, putting it back, yeah. putting it back. I mean, that may have been an old one, but it surfaced for me. Like, no, so I, I pinned it. I pinned it. So you, it's, it's actually all in the nuance. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, you don't want to be yeah, that, that girlish that's just showing her product again, like everybody else's. But if you address it, like I actually have on my wall back here, enhance lives, serve and add value. So if you're, you know, I'm just going to put this out there. Um, so this is B vitamins right here, right? This, I have, I have the MTHFR gene mutation, but actually B vitamins, there's a lot of reasons why everybody should be taking. So instead of me dancing around and sharing about why I need this, now don't get me wrong. You might see this like, oh, you know, PSA, take your B vitamins, MTHFR. Like you might see that in my stories. My reel is not going to center on the product. My reel is probably going to center more on the benefits of B12 and MTHFR awareness, right? That will naturally connect with the people that want or need that in their life, which will then open the door for me to share this. You know what I mean? So I'm more so I'm addressing the need and adding the value and that's what makes it stand out. So I do also posture myself as a business person on there. So I share about like, if you're looking for a side hustle, like here's what mattered to me without saying like, hashtag join my team, right? Or like, oh. <laughs> Um, that's something I talk a lot about at Ignite and Launch. So I have the society Ignite and Launch where we discuss how to position things. And I'm like, I I shared this with you yesterday. It's not about joining your team. It's about adding an income stream and you have something that could really help them and you can show them the way. And Genevieve, even if you're one step ahead of them, and I so appreciate you saying earlier how intimidating it might be to join someone like you, who is at the 
you know, I'm not going to say how much you make, who makes a whole lot of money. That's scary to people. They're like, gosh, I just want my friend to ask me and show me how to make 500 bucks a month or 250 right. or 750. Like it, it matters, you guys. Like she's not going to get everybody because a lot of people are looking for the smaller, the baby Genevieve's in the company. So, um, okay. Well, thank you so much, you guys. This will be posted. Give her a follow, give her a like, let's engage with her. And, um, Thank you for doing this. I know oh there's lots of so much red tape. So I hope we stayed in the lane of where we, we needed to stay. <laughs> I, I think I, I think we did. And we'll we'll talk about that. I think we did. I think okay. we did. <laughs> okay. You guys know these companies, there's lots of legality. So I'm like, I can't get my girl in trouble. Thank yeah. you, Michelle, um, for introducing us. You guys share the replay with everybody. And um, if you're not in ignitedlaunch.com, go there. Next week, we have my... We talked about this yesterday, Genevieve, my, my accountant's coming on to talk about the tax benefits of being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. adding 1099s because it's very easy to get yourself in a tax kerfuffle or go into debt um, doing these types of businesses because you manage it all yourself. So I love what you just called it. <laughs> I'm not speaking from personal experience. Yes, I am. So she's going to come on and talk with us about that next week. Uh, you're welcome to join. It'll be at ignitelaunch.com. You guys have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank, I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. If any of this is resonating with you, make sure you join us over at Ignite and Launch Society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz-Jones across all social media channels and of course my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.